0: Hi, I'm Darren Steele. This is Think Queerly, a podcast about open-hearted personal leadership and thinking differently than the status quo, enough so to create an accepting, more caring and loving humanity. This is actually the first episode in my new weekly series, Thinking Queerly, 52 Weeks of Queer Contemplation. Earlier in 2020, January, February, I put together a free PDF that I called Think Queerly, Meditations and Critical Reflections on Liberating Humanity. I'm currently going through that book again. I had about 110, let's call them aphorisms, ideas, quotes, paragraphs that I had taken out of my writing over the last couple of years things that really stood out to me, things that other people had highlighted and indicated that this had some meaning or resonated with them. And in the last year or so, I have been going through and studying the Tao Te Ching. I have five translations that I'm working with at the moment, and that's really influencing how I'm framing this reworking, this reinterpretation, and It might be more, but it won't be less. I want to commit to, or I have committed to, creating 52 episodes, one every week of this series, because I want to drop back down by 100%. 100%, is that right? (laughs) I want to limit what I collected in the original manuscript by half, so I get what I feel and believe is the most impactful, the most thoughtful content, and the content that also makes me think the most critically, and also allows me to leave behind anything that maybe I felt was a little too, well, let's call it divisive or combative. And there may still be some things that I express that might trigger some people who have a particular belief system. But that's okay, because we're, I'm focused on creating debate. And I look forward to what you have to say with this new series because I'm taking this very seriously and this may continue to develop over time and may turn into a book of sorts that I hope to find a publisher for. So your input, your thoughts, your suggestions, your questions for this series will be most appreciated. Alright, that was a longer introduction than I thought I was going to give, so let's get into it. I'm calling this divisiveness is an illusion on either side of balance. Both online and in the real world, there appears to be a need to be right and the need to belong to a politically correct group, and sometimes, to the extreme, to be fully at the farthest Absolute end of the capital R right or the capital L left. Now we see how arguing from extreme polarities only creates further division. But there is no equation to be on either side of. There is only balance. There is no equation to be on either side of. There is only balance. We cannot survive on the extreme. Of one side. Between all polarities is a middle space. A gap. In which all possibilities exist. Balance is fluid, constantly changing, and never static. It's like a boat rocking violently from side to side in high seas. Imagine people in the boat. A group fights to rock the boat to the left side. The other group fights to oppose them, rocking in the opposite direction. Neither side is seeking the safety to balance the boat. And yet, each violently opposing rocking takes the boat through the polarity of left and right and left and right. And for the briefest of moments, the boat will crest upon balance. Balance is the moment, the space that exists between extremes. Balance is the moment, the space that exists between extremes. We cannot survive in extremes. We thrive when we lean into balance. So I see divisiveness as something that is a kind of ignorance. And when I say ignorance, ignorance is simply not knowing. And what we often do when we don't know something is we fight against that, but we're really fighting against ourselves. We're fighting against us admitting that we don't know and having to then do the work to learn, to learn something new, to learn something anew, to refresh what we thought we knew to be true. And social media makes it very difficult in some ways to express new views, especially when people are bombarded by so much visual information in a social media field. Twitter has a very limited number of characters. There may be advertising down the side. There are so many tweets above and below. Facebook has advertisements down the side, all of your other things like groups you belong to down to the other side. Uh, It always feels like you're supposed to somehow rush through. When we open up a book whether it be fiction or non-fiction, we are looking usually at the words on the page and and following in a linear way to process that information before us in a singular way. I use the idea of reading a book versus social media because reading a book requires the potential of work, the potential of understanding, the potential of increasing one's knowledge, the work that says, I will not be ignorant, I will learn, but I will recognize that I will always be ignorant because I can never know everything. These polarities, these binaries, these extremes, the way in which people are often expressing themselves, I see, almost reinforces what I might call a false binary because there are binaries, simple binaries, left, right, up, down, good, bad, And those are intellectual constructs of the mind, how we look at, how we understand the world. But sometimes there are not binaries for certain ideas and concepts or or things that show up. They just are. But this divisiveness of, you know, the extreme political left or right, as an example, tends to reinforce, sometimes through things like cancel culture, that you are either right small R right, or you are either wrong, or you either belong to the in-group or you belong to the out-group. And the truth is, in the natural order of things, and the way in which humans exist in the natural order of things, and the fact that we have egos, is that the less we understand that the ego is always seeking dominance, That the ego is always seeking me, my, and mine, and creating more separation, and working from a place of fear at the level of the amygdala and the mammalian brain. Am I safe? Am I safe? Am I safe? Have I got what I need to feel comfortable, secure, loved, and cared for? If we don't pay attention and understand what that means, we will participate in that ultimate binary of right versus wrong. Seeking balance is like water. You are like that boat, but hopefully without fighting parties on one side or the other trying to sink the boat, which is a fault when you think about the logic. If two sides of the boat are trying to win dominance, if they tilt the boat, they're all going to potentially drown in these crazy high seas that is rocking the boat. And if these people are fighting each other in a single boat on high seas, to what end? Even if they were able to knock the others out and capsize the boat and get back in the boat, would they survive? Would it not somehow be better to find a way to seek the balance, knowing that that rocking boat, even on relatively calm seas, will always be seeking balance because balance is never static? which is why balance is the moment. And the moment is now, and the moment is in the present, and the present is ever being. And it is a space that exists between the extremes. Just like between any polarity is a middle space or a gap, but a gap is not a cavern, it is not a well. It is just a space of possibility. Someone who understands quantum physics will be able to explain this in a way that they will understand it from that scientific perspective. But know that balance is the moment. It exists in the moment between extremes. And when we are aware of the polarities of the division, of the danger of existing too far on one side, which is a heightened ego, an absolute ignorance and an unwillingness to accept, to learn, to understand and take in new knowledge, we will not survive. We only thrive when we lean into balance. We thrive when we lean into balance. Think of that with the boat metaphor or even maybe a teeter-totter. If you're in a canoe Or a kayak, if you've ever been in one of those things, or even a kind of a rowboat. Think of a small boat in which your body will have an impact on the balance of that boat in the water. You may have to shift your weight from the core, from your center, from your abdominals, from your hips. Maybe you lean your hips to one side as you gracefully pass the oar into the water. Maybe it's a very windy day on a lake and there are waves And you have to either lean back or lean forward and lean forward and a little bit to the left. Or you use your legs to push in the kayak towards one direction while you lean in another. You're always seeking balance and it is never static. Because even on a perfectly tranquil day, when the water appears here, here like glass, and you're just sitting there in the boat, your sitting upright is leaning into balance. Because if you completely relax and go unconscious or fall asleep, you'll fall over. And if you're lucky, you'll fall forward into the boat and lay out flat and you won't capsize. But if you fall to the left or the right, you'll fall out of the boat and you'll drown. I know that seems dark, (laughs) but it is an important way of looking at this aspect of divisiveness as an illusion that exists on either side of balance. When someone says, we cannot agree, it is because they are refusing to try. It is because they are refusing to lean into the balance of the gap between the polarity of that middle space.